0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport Powered by fans. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray.
1: And I'm Leah President.
0: absolutely yeah. incredible
1: or anime yeah, and under this sure. mask is another mask <laughs>
0: you can discover your new favorites right here on the anime effect listen every friday wherever you get your podcast and watch full video episodes on crunchyroll or on the crunchyroll youtube channel
1: the Talksport fan network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love
0: hello everybody and welcome to episode 146 of the state us podcast i am ben gaz with me as always how are you doing mate you're right
2: i'm trying to remember what our theme tune sounds like the thing is like when when you do your little introduction and i come in everybody's still probably got the theme tune in their head and they might still be like i don't know tapping their foot or something um but we never hear it and i've forgotten what it is
0: you never hear it i've got to edit the bloody thing
2: oh yeah yeah i never hear it yeah
0: (laughs) is it good it's all right yeah i know we did talk about changing it up a little bit but no i did change it up and i sent it to you and you said it was shit no, I didn't say it was shit. I said it was good. I just never got round to putting it in. And My recollection it, isn't of that. You said
2: something like it was a mess and then you tried to backtrack once. So you remember? I remember that.
0: No, I, I said I tried to back-pedals. do something with it and what I did was a mess. That's right. You, you I remember you backpedaling furiously. I <laughs> don't backpedal. You did um, I didn't. Um, but yeah, then we got people telling us that they liked it, how it was, and they didn't want things to change, which is, you know indicative of things but anyway you mean you're um, in a monologue told you uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> no people on the on the internet gaz those people that listen to us apparently, <laughs> for some <Yes>. reason <laughs> but now how you doing you well you, how you getting No, I'm, I'm miserable as sin tonight oh. no a
2: little re- bit more heartfelt
0: shrewsbury.
2: sorry did you re-watch the shrewsbury game <laughs> No, well, don't. don't, Do you know what? I saw your tweet afterwards, and I thought I can't wait for the podcast this week. You miserable sod! And now (laughs) we've got to the podcast, and I'm just—it's not even about Lincoln. I'm just miserable. I'm working too hard, and I'm not used. Well, I am used to it, but I'm working too hard in a different way. So, Fee's been away for the last two nights, and I played squash last night, and I ache all over today, and I've just got that sharp realization that I am an aging man.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I tend to have that realization fairly frequently. Um, we we caught the end, well, we caught the, the second half of some of the Champions League stuff last night, and uh, watching Cristiano Ronaldo doing his thing and you know scoring an injury time equaliser and realizing that he is a year older than I am and he's just scored, you know, uh, he's just scored in the Champions League to, to salvage a point, and I was sitting on the sofa picking bits of be- uh, picking bits of biscuit out of my beard. I thought, you know what, who's really winning at life? And then I realised that it was very much him yeah 100% yeah. <laughs> at least I was just wiping
2: sweat out of my beard it's amazing how much accumulates in a beard isn't it yeah and I don't think non-beard owners quite understand what it's like to go out on a morning where it's not raining and when you get back having to wring your beard out because all the condensation has settled in there and formed <laughs> I, can, I can actually genuinely I think I could get a glass of drinking water out of my beard um, when I've been on a walk uh, and so playing squash I was kind of I, I was sweating a bit and obviously like you know dabbing my head and all that i won by by the way unlucky dave um and then at one point i kind of he played a shot and i went to put my hand on my beard as you naturally do when you have a beard to look pensive i normally do it in the supermarket you know when i'm like perusing the shelves wondering what to buy uh, but for a second i did it in the in the squash court uh, and i lost the next three points because my hand was so wet i could barely grip the racket <laughs>
0: <laughs> just saw this racket go flying through the glass doors at the end.
2: Yeah, no, well, there's no glass. We play in rugby, so it's it's a very rudimentary squash court. I think it's run by, um, by volunteers, and they've painted it up, and it looks really nice uh, went, oh, cool. until you look down at the floor, <laughs> um, yeah, and you nice. realise that it was painted by somebody with the decorating skills of me.
0: Awesome. Uh, dear, yeah, I remember. I remember having to buy some floor paint at a previous job that I very recently had a rant about on on uh, Twitter actually. But uh, yeah, you I, ranting on Twitter? I
2: don't believe it.
0: It was. I mean, there was a reason to rant about this. Yeah, job. I saw
2: it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. But anyway, yeah, like finding uh, we, we had to we had to get a bunch of floor paint and um, to keep us going, we all started singing "Painting the Floor" to the tune of "Breaking the Law" by Judas Priest, which was. Uh, Shows you how much I enjoyed that place when uh, I say I tell you that was one of the highlights of the job. But anyway,
2: I bet, I bet that song only lasted like, like five or six seconds because you don't really know any other words, do you? Apart from breaking the law, breaking the floor. You did it once,
0: did you? Yeah, we just going to in the floor, bent in the floor every so often. But anyway, yeah, see, I,
2: whenever whenever I hear that song, I always think of baby on <laughs> Breaking the law, breaking the law.
0: <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but Anyway, should we talk about football? Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose we ought to, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I saw you know saw your write up on, on Saturday, and uh, yeah, it it just felt, I mean, I don't know what it was, but even even going in on Saturday, it it didn't feel like um, like a league game to me. It felt a bit like a pre season game, um, and that kind of carried through. The rest of the afternoon. I mean, it wasn't the most inspiring performance in the world. It wasn't the the most uh, uh, impressive atmosphere, and it was just everything felt a little bit flat, and it was very strange. But you know, it was a point that. Well, we said beforehand. You know, it was a game we probably should have been winning. Um, but at the end of the day, a point's a point, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I think um, it was a game that i always said it was going to be tough and it didn't pan out in any way different uh, to how i expected it was that simple i knew it was going to be tight i knew that it was going to be um uh, going to be tough uh, i knew how they were going to set up i mean I, I just yeah i i don't really know what the um what the surprise was when everybody's there saying we're not doing well and I, actually i I, yeah, I don't know i felt I felt a little bit hacked off um, about all, all the tweets about being subdued and uh, and stuff like that because, actually, I thought up until, well, I think in the first half, I don't think we were that bad. Um, I thought there was, you know, people say, oh well, the the players have got to get you off your seat. We had a one-on-one just tip wide by the goalkeeper in the first five or ten minutes. Hmm. How does that not get fans off the seat? I, you know, if you're subdued after a chance and a couple of corners like that, that's that's not the players' fault. What more do they do? Do you want them to do? You know, when, as they do it, do you want them to do a handstand or a little skit or jazz hands whenever they shoot? <laughs> I I don't get it. I, I genuinely don't. And no, it made I mean, me I, think, and it made me look back at other games where people have said, "Oh, I well, felt really subdued today." And I seem to remember Crawley. Do you remember that in the seventeen eighteen season? um crawling at home we lost one nil Lee frecklington was sent off so it might have been the 1819 season actually mm. um and everyone's yeah. sort of said oh do you remember it i think so when yeah it felt flat eighth of september that's when it fell flat and then you um if i remember correctly i did an article after we beat northampton which i think was the same season Um, and I I even remember the title because it was really bad it was like they're we're together they're divided or something something absolutely awful like that Um, and that was the 10th of November now I think it's more to do with with the fans and the time of the year uh, than it is anything else at all because yeah, you know, i i don't see how when when people are going to a game i'm not not fan bashing here but i don't know how when people go into a game at one o'clock in the afternoon they say it feels subdued and then they come away at five o'clock blaming the players for that Ooh, what have the players done they're not tweeted or, do you know what i mean one o'clock mm. the players have done nothing at all if you're going to a football match believing that it's subdued i'm sorry but it's going to be subdued so i i, I talking about the actual football i don't mm-hmm. think I, I don't think it was that bad i genuinely don't think it was that bad i thought in the first half um we created a couple of good chances obviously there was dan uh Dan on, on Lundeloo, i thought was having a really good game mm-hmm. um i think we had three shots on target in the first half we scored our goal in the first half i, I don't get it I, I i understand the atmosphere dipping when with, with the long break for adam jackson i get that but we scored straight after it mm. and and that wasn't enough to lift spirits as well. So, you know, no, I, I didn't think we were too bad. And for me, the game turned on the injury. I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, to to sort of clarify where I was where I was coming from with it, like I wasn't, I I wouldn't necessarily say that it was, you know, blaming what was happening on the pitch for the atmosphere. It was just it just felt strange. Like that was all it was. Like, it didn't feel, it, yeah, you know, to me, it just it just felt really odd. Um, you know, there wasn't a huge amount of noise coming from from anywhere really um you know you kind of expect a game against shrewsbury it's, it's one of those games where it's like, okay cool yeah it, it's a game there we go that's you know it's a league game and obviously you know you want to go in there winning every game but it's not you know it's it's not the kind of like game where you're playing uh, like sunderland or ipswich you know one of the, the quote bigger teams in the league you know it was just sort of a yeah you know but sounds, anyway
2: sounds a bit, sounds a bit long. <laughs> does that mean you won't be able to get on for the Bowers and Pitsy because you don't know who they are have we got to wait for Portsmouth on the Tuesday the 23rd for you to get uh, excited
0: yes absolutely guys that's exactly what I mean you I, sarcastic I, I, bastard
2: <laughs> I know what you're saying you're saying that it's one of those run-of-the-mill games and there isn't a story behind it
0: and yeah kind of but you, you know I mean I anyway that that, that side, like it I, I'm with you I didn't think the performance was, was that bad at all you know i think i think you're right the game did change on the injury um which you know when you have somebody down for eight minutes it's gonna it's gonna change anything isn't it um and it it looked uh, obviously when the you know stretches come on and everything it, it looks horrendous for for adam jackson but thankfully you know he um he's been reported to well he went home and he's got no no lasting injuries from it obviously had a you know pretty nasty concussion um you know concussion substitute happened and then ted bishop also had a concussion he went off at half time which confused an awful lot of us in the stand when you know the club tweeted it i think three times on saturday this is our last substitution um but you know it was it was one of those um and you know first and foremost i think the 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 thing to say is it's it's great to see that uh jacko is you know recovering and and going to be okay obviously he won't be able to play on Saturday due to concussion protocols but um yeah it was it was it's good to see that he's uh you know hopefully going to be all right isn't it
2: yeah he's well um I interviewed Max Sanders on Monday and he said he had spoken to Jacko on Monday uh, and he, he was well so um I, I think it's just reflective of you know the modern game that an injury like that is taken as, as seriously as mm-hmm it is so again very good I, I did I, I must admit, I don't follow Twitter during the game so I, I didn't get particularly confused but I noticed the week before we played Plymouth they made four substitutions in a game so mm. I knew that there was some sort of rule that would allow us to do that I didn't know whether it was we just weren't making the number
0: of substitutions that we could and um, I was surprised when the fifth came on to be honest <laughs> you know just like yeah well that, we that, that, is, is that it a was friend? Yeah, well, Literally. that was that was what confused us all, because I think like there was a bunch of people sort of saying, well, that's five substitutions. Now what happened? And then at that point, you know, a few people started pulling the phones up and, and having a look at it. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously, it was just the way that they tweeted. We think Ted Bishop was a, a concussion substitution. Um, yeah, you know, obviously it's, it's going to be a that's going to change anything isn't it you know like you said in your, your piece on on the game if somebody goes off or if somebody gets injured at, at your work or goes out you know for medical reason it's going to change the atmosphere in the in the game and in the in the stands and the pitch so um it's, it's curious as well because you would
2: think actually that prior to the injury we would have had more of the possession and that sort of thing um but actually Shrewsbury had a good go at us in the first half not in terms of creating in chances we both had six shots we had three on target and two on target i mean their xG was 0.24 so they were they were really restricted to, to long pops and that sort of thing um our X- zero point four nine, but you know, we had fifty seven percent possession. I just, I just thought we were controlling what was an an average game. And games against Shrewsbury, they're never going to be free flowing. They don't let you play your football. We saw this against Wimbledon, very very similar, um you know, similar ish setups. Wimbledon played four at the back with two holding midfielders. Shrewsbury played three at the back, but then a bank of four across the front, so very defensive. But then in the second half, actually, we had a lot more possession. We had sixty four percent. Um, so yeah, Shrewsbury got their goal, and then yeah, they did what a lot of teams do against us—they shut up shop and were happy to take the draw. But yeah, I saw an awful lot of criticism. I mean, one one tweet that i saw was well that was dire and um, convinced me otherwise well you know, actually we had more efforts at goal than we did again at sheffield wednesday with a higher xg we had more efforts at goal than we did against charlton with a with a, with a higher hg and you say what you want about xg it, it, it's a stat even if it's a number rather it's not a stat even if it's, it's subjective but somebody's looked at it and gone that chance should or shouldn't have been a goal so we had more chances that somebody judged us could or could not have been a goal in, in that game than we did in in a draw and a win. Actually, we we classed as a really good week. So look, I'll I'll go back on record now and say Shrewsbury won't go down because they're too tough and they're too well organised. um They've got one or two good players, you know. I, 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 I dare wager Michael would have loved loved Dog better uh, to play for us. Former Manchester City kid looked a lot on the ball like um, like a kind of a, a Johnson Rogers figure, able to run at players and that sort of thing. Thought he gave Regan Paul a torrid torrid time, um, not one of Regan Paul's best games. But you know, it's easy to sit here me and you to pass judgment. Like Beavis and Butt Ed, funnily enough, going yeah. you know that, that's just a callback. I think that's what I call a callback. <laughs> <laughs> um so um <laughs> i love people but yeah to talk about the game in any any sort of uh, objective um from any objective kind of analysis without mentioning the fact that we lost two players through concussive injuries one of whom was taken to hospital whose friends were then asked because they are friends these people were then asked to go out on the field and continue to play mm. There's no wonder that actually the performance perhaps wasn't as penetrative towards the end of the game. So a draw didn't surprise me. If somebody had said at the beginning of the game, you'll get a draw out of this, um, I would have gone, yeah, I told you that. So <laughs> there we go. It really didn't surprise me. I don't think it was a bad result. We lost one game in the league in October, um, and, and people are moaning on, on social media. I don't but, you know, that's what people want them to do, that's what they do. But we're, we're not in a bad place. We've, we've come out of. The, uh, the sort of pre-Halloween period in the top half of the table and right. uh, yeah, actually if we'd signed Morgan Whitaker people would have been happy with us tucking in around 10th so we're mm. two places lower than we would have been with, with the catalogue of injuries that we've had. The second game in a row by the way, the second Saturday game at home and not in a row because we played Charlton so the second in three where we've lost two players through injury during the game because mm. we lost two players, we lost Paul and Bridcourt wasn't it against Plymouth, and had, yeah. had three captains. So, and people can't say that that's because these players are crocs. They're getting injured on the field. You're not going to tell me oh, Adam John Jackson's injury prone because he's clashed trying to try and head a ball away. Mm. Yeah, kind of
0: rubbishes that a little bit. So, yeah, I mean it, it's it, it's like you said last week and the week before, and probably the week before that. It, it's the perception of it, isn't it? You know, I think we've got the you know we've had the injury issues, and then I think if we'd have had the, the deadline day that we wanted, I think if we were in this position now, even if things weren't, you know, as quote unquote negative as people are seen in, in terms of the football, if we'd have had the same results, I think people would probably be happier because we would have had, you know, the, the, the signings that we needed. But, you know, by the by, we've now got what? A month and a bit. Well, no, two months, Ben. That's how months work. Uh, two months till January. Um, so. I, I don't think we're in a bad spot. I don't think we're, you know, we're necessarily struggling. Um, it's just going to be an interesting couple of months until uh, the January window rolls around, isn't it?
2: Well, it's not a bad list of
0: fixtures, though, is it? No. And I think I said this. I think I said this last week
2: on mm-hmm. uh, on the pod that now we've lost Sunderland. I mean, we've only got three league games in November unless Sunderland's rearranged, which is Donny away. Mm. You know, and, and we should be winning that because Donny shouldn't be playing at home for a point. You wouldn't imagine the manager will be wanting to pick up wins. Mm. Portsmouth at home, well, they're, they're shit at the minute, aren't they? Let's be honest. You know, <laughs> I'd, I'd keep an eye out for Portsmouth and not actually at all to do with, with who their manager is, but because I love looking at big club fans going to match down um, so when I saw their draw with Cheltenham yesterday I thought oh, I know it's going to be a brilliant place to be so I had a quick look at their Twitter before I went to sleep last night to have myself feel better <laughs> and like they just didn't they're going oh we need to give George Hurst and John Marquis free transfers I'm thinking yeah i have read it because I know for well that Michael Appleton would take certainly John Marquis I mean that boy was a, was a two million pound striker or whatever a couple of years ago so they're <laughs> struggling Accrington at, at home home always a game you should win absolutely going to draw that but then even into december you know crew away winnable cheltenham away on paper winnable then doncaster at home Mm. so you're talking six games there where i would be really really disappointed if we don't come out of those six games with around 10 to 12 points yeah. Very very disappointed. So actually, we, as I said last week, we could go into this January spell having weathered not just a storm, like a a, a tornado, a tsunami. um
0: I'm
2: not going to use any other words uh, that, that Joey Barton might use and have to put fake apologies. No,
0: please on. don't, because I don't want to add it too much.
2: <laughs> what a prick. <laughs> um, so. So do you know what I mean? Actually, we're not in a bad position, and you know, for every draw against Shrewsbury, there's a win at Wigan. For, for every defeat against Wimbledon, there's, there's a draw at Sheffield Wednesday. For every game that we, you know, we could have done better in um, and didn't, like Morecambe, there's a game against Charlton where we've risen to the occasion and done what we needed to do. So we are where we are. I think, you, I think uh, certainly at the beginning of the season, I put us outside the top eight, and that was well, the top six, and that was even before. And the the deadline day and, and and not getting the players that we wanted so yeah yeah we'd all like to be top six but let's just take a step back for a second and you know yeah. see where we are we're still in decent shape i and, and saturday wasn't as bad as people think i said that against wimbledon and, and the result was very bad but actually a draw at home shrewsbury okay it's not you know if you want to win the league you win those games but we know we're not winning the league personally i think we should struggle for the top six, even if we sign, you know, Ronaldo and Harry toffolo in transfer window, I think we struggle for the top six. So I think we just have to take the rough with a smooth. Two two
0: slightly different caliber of players there.
2: Well no, you spoke admiringly about Ronaldo. And when I tried to think about a second <laughs> my of thought just led me on somebody <laughs> else you've spoken admiringly
0: about. So Well I was gonna say, you know, there's one absolutely world class, you know, world class player that'll be uh, playing wherever he wants to play and the other one's Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um be, no, man. he
2: doesn't listen he's not going to shag you,
0: mate it's all right i don't need him do to. Do. it's fine well you
2: got your life side card put cut out
0: <laughs> moving <laughs> on
1: special alterations moving on
0: <laughs> on air Bastard. on air ah oh, dear anyway um sorry yeah so yeah moving on um We've obviously got uh, a, a bit of an interesting one at the weekend. We're the big side for a change. Um, Bowers and Pitsy uh, visit Central Bank, and yeah, I the more like I started following them on social media after the after the draw got made because I thought you know this is going to be an interesting one in the run up, and they're going all out on their socials. You know they are horrifically excited to be in the first round of the FA Cup, and rightly so because the you know the level that they're at—is it step eight or step nine? They're in. Um, but you know that either way, it's—it's it's a, uh, yeah, it's a big day um, for for them. But obviously, as a Lincoln City podcast, we need to kind of focus on on us. And I mean, it's about as free a hit as you can ever get. I think I saw when the draw was made. Um, I think I saw a tweet from Jack, and it was. Something where he said, you know, this is completely win-win. <clears throat> Obviously, if we win, we're through to the second round. Um, if we lose, it's just funny, isn't it? And I thought that's probably the best way of looking at this, the, the game, to be fair. Um, I mean, it's a really difficult one to try and preview, isn't it? Because I I can't really find any information on anybody that's there. I mean, have
1: you found much? It looked.
0: Sorry? <laughs>
2: <It> doesn't <matter. laughs> I know they play at the Lens Salmon Stadium and that sounds to me like a half man, half biscuit song <laughs> Lens Salmon. Um, no, look, the thing is I, I'm the opposite to Jack, I think it's lose lose. I don't think, from a fan's point of view, I get it. You know, it is win win. Ah, we get it. It feels like it. But it wasn't win win when we'll come on to talk about something a little bit later on. But, it, you know, it's never win win when you're actually there and playing the game because it's a game of football. And in the build up, it's lovely. It's great, you know, thinking we're the big club and, and them kind of big and- up as a big club and was kind of going oh come and have a great day out at our stadium you're gonna love it and all this sort of thing and uh, and then actually it happens and, and you let's say it's like car scholten where we drew nil nil and you think shit um and then you go away and you lose and it becomes the lowest moment of your, your career um as a, as a career yeah fans don't have careers <laughs> but you know what i mean um so i think it's lose the only way we can it's kind of the, the the team can satisfy what I consider to be an increasingly greedy um, kind of expectation amongst the sort of large group of our support is by winning six or seven nil. That's mm. that. That's the only way Lincoln City win the game, not not physically win the game, but do you know what I mean? Come out of it going, "Way, well done, Lincoln e. Um Because if we win two one or three two or something like that, yeah, everyone goes, "Well, we should have done better." They're a team of part time. Mm. Blah blah blah. Let's all kind of you know patronize the smaller team if we draw or lose. Oh, Jesus, you know, there won't be any laughing and uh, respect. I understand Jack's standpoint, but the will, the only laughing will be on the outside looking in, and nobody likes to be the butt of the jokes. And yeah, I don't, I certainly don't want Lincoln,
0: yeah, tell me about it. City,
2: so (laughs) I walked into that one, didn't I? Um. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so you know I I, I I look back a little bit at some of their results and you know they, they beat Aldershot and that was a great result for them since then they've scored one goal and um, they've conceded eight uh, they lost 4-1 in the fa trophy to farnborough they lost 4-0 at merton um, they drew 0-0 with bognor Regis town i mean you know they're quite way down in the league that's got a lot to do with their um uh, with their FA Cup run, but you know, they've, they've lost 1-0 to Kingstone. I don't think they've had a league win uh, since September, 25th of September, when they beat Horsham. Uh, so it's, it's you know on the face of it, of course the League 1 team should be winning it, and of course it should be by 4-5 or 6-0. Or no, you know, that's, that's not being patronising, that's just being realistic. Mm. But as you correctly point out, you know, it, you don't know. There isn't a lot of information. You know? There isn't a lot of information on the players because they're blokes like you and I see at the football. You know, the, the guys who we we kind of know. You know, I've known a couple of people in the past who played for Lincoln United and that sort of thing. And you can't find a lot of information on them unless you search for what they do during their day jobs, You know what I mean? Like X and X roofing or X and X plumbing and that sort of thing. And that's not. Again, I'm not being patronising. But it's part of the magic of the cup. But like I said to somebody earlier in the week, the magic of the cup is only magic for the smaller team. For the bigger team, it's just a pavement full of banana skins you've got to dodge. So, um, yeah, look, I'm looking forward to the game because it's a new team and it's one you remember. You know, I think back to being a kid and I, I'll always remember the game where we've played teams that you wouldn't normally play. So I always remember Bracknell Town, who I think we beat 4 0. I remember Billingham Synthonia, who we beat 1 0. I remember the teams that beat us as well. I remember Old Tringham beating us. But, you know, I couldn't tell you what year, for instance, we lost to MK Dons in the FA Cup. I know we did. But I tell you, Billingham Synthonia was 1989. I tell you that Stafford Rangers was 1992. And I might be wrong on that. It might be 1991, actually. Um, do you know what I mean? So they're memorable games. This will be a Memorable game, whatever happens, win, lose or draw, because it'll be when we play Bowers and Pitsy. Um, but you know, the, all we need to do is come out of it, come through the other side with the win. I don't care if it's one 0 the last minute goal. I'd rather it was, you know, an early goal, maybe two, just to put our minds at rest, and then we can play our stuff. Mm. Um, my only worry, I think, is that we know it's going to be a relatively new side in terms of the players that are playing. I You've heard a whisper that josh griffiths won't be in goal okay. um, and that concerns me a little bit a little bit i don't know if he's cup tied i don't know what the situation is i might be wrong but just chatting to somebody the other day they said josh has told me he won't be playing on saturday so we might get a new goalkeeper and immediately my mind goes to matthew ghent dagenham and redbridge late 90s early 2000s where it was about his first or second appearance for the club. Nil-nil. got given man of the match over the Tannoy, as he did. Ball went through his legs. Mm-hmm. Massive howler, lost 1-0. Um, so I, I'll i be happier, put it this way, I'll be happier on, I was going to say Saturday night, I've got to drive to Leeds uh, straight after the game, so we'll say Sunday morning uh, when the uh, banana
0: skin has been dodged. Fair enough. Um, while you're in Leeds, actually, Gaz, is that... Are you continuing your uh, your promise of never sleeping in the same room as another man ever again? Has somebody messaged you? Has he messaged you and told you? Don't know what you mean, mate. He knows, hasn't he?
2: <laughs> no, I'm not, because I'm too tight. Um <laughs> So yeah, I am sharing a room once again with another man, although I am taking a sleeping tablet with me so that if we start going off the Richter scale again, although to be fair, I'm only in Leeds, so I might hear Dave snoring in rugby. Um, (laughs) Let down Dave, by the way, he was meant to be coming and then isn't now. Um, I can't believe
0: he's messaged you. Did he direct message you? I'm not saying anything, mate. When did
2: he do it? I can't believe, I'm going to message him now. I'm sorry, I can't believe you messaged Ben. Why don't you go <laughs> to the fucking gig with your new friend?
0: <laughs> to be fair, I know it's at the Broodnell and the Broodnell is an amazing venue, which is something that uh, I mentioned on social media and you didn't actually, uh, you didn't pick up on it because um, you can get a get a pint of a pint before the gig. Yeah,
2: I might have muted you. I can't remember. And um, what, well, we've, yeah.
0: we've got a spare ticket. Uh, I'm heading down to Wiltshire straight after the game on Saturday, unfortunately. I mean, I know you probably weren't inviting me, but... No, I was inviting Rach if she wanted to come. No, screw you. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we say it's it's going to be a relatively new side. We're probably going to see the, the fringe players coming in. And, um, yeah, and I mean, it's something that we, we, we discussed and we said, you know, we we'd probably talk a little bit about, but players that we would be... Uh, we we want to see do well this season. I mean, obviously, we want to see all players do well because that's you know how things work. And you're a you know, football fan. But um, I think you, your your take on it was that you, you wanted to see, um, essentially, what some figure out who who we think is uh, maybe we we want to well, yeah we just want to see do well i'll add it around that bit. Um, yeah yeah i would as
2: well because what i actually meant was um players that i wanted to see seize their chance on saturday that's why i was tying into the fa cup game uh, okay
0: um,
2: so players that were going to be coming into the side or who might be shifting position or something like that uh, and you know there's only kind of a handful isn't there who we, who we can talk about but i'd certainly picked one who i'm absolutely desperate to get a run of games because I think that he will be superb for the club um, and and that's Max Sanders um, and as I said I interviewed Max earlier in the week and the one thing that just kept bursting down the phone was he wants to play yeah nearly every sentence he finished every question he finished with you know I just want to play or I'll be happy to play or I can't wait to get on the pitch or I can't wait to show fans what I can do and I just get a sense from this boy that there's that he, he's had a tough few months um, oh. with injuries and not getting into the side and relocating. I mean, he didn't say as much but i just get this impression that you know he's every time he may have had an opportunity you know he's either got injured or he has let us not let himself down but there's been a couple of games where you know, he hasn't imposed himself from the beginning when he's been given a chance or he's come on and i think it was blackpool last year where he started and was taken off at half time you know hugely damaging for a players confidence i think that and, and you know, we've seen him when he's come on in the last couple of games, he's got this kind of confidence on the ball. He, he doesn't look nervous, and a lot of our players do. And I, I, you know, I don't mind naming name names. I think Luis is looked terrified the last couple of games. You know. he, he's a player that should be always looking forward. He's got the ability, he's got the craft, but, but quite often he's turned his back a little backwards. Hekiba Delican's another one on, on Saturday who I thought at times just, you know, he looked scared to do. Do the wrong thing which made him do the wrong thing they're scared about crossing he's scared to take a player up so he turns to go back and then the fans blew that because that's not what they want to see but um yeah with max i felt that he doesn't look like he had that he didn't appear to have that fear against shrewsbury when he came on that rhymes nice um and, and a couple of other times i've seen him where i think he, he looks like he wants to make things happen um and i i see him i mentioned it, i think on social media i see him a little bit like a kind of a john finnegan or a Justin Walker style player going back quite a bit of time you know these kind of cultured midfielders that you want to get on the ball because you think they can do something. Probably more of the, the the Finnegan, because I think he's a little bit... Justin Walker was a great, great player, but he was a little bit more of an all-out attack-minded, whereas I'm thinking St Max is more of a kind of a box-to-box man. Um, so so we shall see, but I'm, I'm really, really hoping that he starts. I think that if he does and he gets his foot on the ball in the middle of the park, his quality could be a, a, a defining factor on Saturday.
0: No, I mean I, I I wholeheartedly agree. I think he's uh, he's looked impressive when he's come on, even though it's been for brief you know brief spells. I think he's uh, he's he getting to a point where he's looking like he's gonna well proving himself to get a bit of a run in the squad. Um, and hopefully, yeah, like you say, giving him a starting line position, well, giving him a starting uh, position on Saturday should uh, hopefully you know get things going and um, and allow him to kick on. Hopefully, he'll be uh, yeah. Putting putting his name forward, um, because he, I think when he signed, I think we, we kind of said, oh, he's he's the long term Liam Bridcut replacement. Um, I think a few people, you know, drew those comparisons. I think we did as well. But has that been? I mean, obviously we haven't seen enough of him to to make the full assumption. But do we do we think that's probably, you know, where the club are looking or where Michael's looking at him as a longer term prospect? Do you think? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Um,
2: I because I, I I thought that that was going to be the case, but chatting to Max, he doesn't really see himself. I mean, he said he'll play anywhere, but he's he doesn't see himself as an out and out deep lying midfielder, which is where Liam Bridcut is. Mm. So yeah, maybe that was. Yeah, I remember looking looking at the um the description of him and kind of researching him on the evening because I hadn't heard a lot about him when he signed, and there was a lot of uh, a lot of the, the numbers numbers. And a lot of the chat have pointed to him being in that position. And maybe it's a case of misinformation, but do you know what I mean? Misreading the situation. Maybe it's, you know, those that look, Tom Football manager might have seen he's a DMC or something like that. Mm. Um, So I don't. Uh, I you, you're correct we both uh, certainly sort of talked about being a long-term natural successor to liam bridge i think he's got the ability to sit in what annoyingly people term as the quarterback role um which i despise but at the same time consider. oh i've not heard people
0: call it that that's no i'm not having that you've not
2: heard that michael horton calls it that gab oh Sutton's no
0: it that. Yeah, not having that
2: quarterback playing like a quarterback no, so, not having that at all. Well, I've said it, so what are you going to do? <laughs> well, you just said you don't like it. so Yeah, I know, but I've said it, and now you've got my backup. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> oh, that didn't say much, did it?
2: No, um. no. no. <laughs> well, only 146 episodes. Um, <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry, I've got no oh, idea. So, um, yeah. But, you know, uh, I, I, I like to call it the conductor. Will that one be all right? Can I get that one through? Yeah, Can that'll Yeah, you know, looking ahead and pulling the strings and, and and that sort of thing so but maybe not you know maybe he might play more advanced i think he's it, it's something he will settle into and i also think that different players play differently in in ugh, stupid in different setups so like a, a max sanders in a in a lincoln city 4123 might be able to play the one but then if he's at wimbledon and it's the the 352 with two holding midfielders would he not quite get the same sort of freedom i, I don't know so yeah. I'm just
0: keen to. I'm keen to see him get a run of games. Um, I mean, because I- you know what? He's he's 22. Yeah. So he's you know still a, still a bloody young lad. Mm. He'll, he'll grow in, you know, he'll grow into the, the squad and he'll grow into the role. So, yeah, one that I'm, I'd agree with you on that. I think he he deserves a you know deserves a shot and I hope he takes it both hands and uh, gives Michael something to think about. Um, my one, if I'm honest, is. It's, it's a player that's that's been very much maligned, and it's it's uh, it's Hakeem uh, it's Hakeem uh, Adelakun. Hakee um, he's he's showing glimpses of being incredibly talented, but then there are sometimes like the simple things that will let him down, and I think that's something that you know obviously is going to get people's backs up. Um, and it's obviously going to, you know, rile people and lead it to, you know, some people saying, oh, he's the worst footballer I've seen at since Bank in the past, you know, 15 years or whatever. Um, I think, you know, tweets like that are obviously fairly incendiary and quite reactionary. But I can understand that people are frustrated with with some of the stuff that he's done. But you look at what happens sometimes when he gets the ball and he gets into the, you know, the dangerous areas. Um, was it he scored against earlier this season? Um, Cambridge. Yeah, and Bradford, Cambridge and Bradford he scored against. I think it was his goal against Bradford where he kind of he it, it, it sort of almost danced into the area. You think, you know, that is that was impressive. And it, it's that kind of flair that is going to bring that sort of football that people say, oh, you know, we just want people to get up off the seats and all that. It's like, OK, fine. Well, you know, that's fine, but he needs to do some of the other stuff better as well. Um, Cause you know, you can dance past six or seven players all you like, but then if your final ball or, you know, the pass that you make isn't necessarily there, it's going to have people groaning. So uh, yeah, he's a player that I, I really want to see do well. And I think it's going to be a, a bit of an uphill struggle for him to get back to, um, the point where you know he's getting people back on side um but i, I don't think there's any doubt that there's, a, there's he's got talent in there he just needs to um let it let it kind of come out a little bit more i think yeah it's,
2: uh, the problem i think is that he hasn't been disappointed in one game or two games yeah he's been disappointed in quite a few games now and uh, and now when he comes on there's that kind oh, of feeling of yeah. uh, which doesn't do him any favours. I mean, again, he comes across as quite a quiet lad. I get the impression that he's a player that that needs confidence, a little bit like Zach El Bezzetti. You know, Zach was a player who who was massively underconfident. You know, he, he always seemed never to trust his own ability. When things didn't go right, it was just, you know, like pulling at a thread, like you make one mistake and that's that leads to another and another and another. And I think Hacks is very similar. Cause against Shrewsbury, he came on and one of the first things he did, he tried to go around a player and that seemed to think he went out for a goal kick or he got tackled. Yeah called and there was this collective sigh and and the next time he didn't do it the next time he came backwards for a pass and then he got the kind of, there was a sigh for that as well and yeah um so i'd, I'd love to see him do well i mean i, I called him the marquee signing i thought he was going to be the difference i really did uh i now i mean what are we in the season four months in now in, into the fourth month so three months in i, I he kind of got the match fitness I don't know. I'm not sure I see it. I think in January, we're expecting to sign players like Morgan Whitaker. We're expecting to sign players who are going to go into that front line and add pace and verve and attacking intent. And they've got to replace somebody. And at the moment, we're playing Maguire and Lunderloo and Scully when he's fit. If Whitaker comes in, where does he play? Probably on the right or the left. So you would think that Maguire is a player who will then drop somewhere into the middle, maybe not as a nine. Yeah. Doesn't leave an awful lot of space mm. for the likes of a delicate who have then got to try and fight to get in. And, and if okay, it's all good if you're having a cup run, but yeah. by January you would expect us to be out of the FA Cup. And if we're not, it'll be the third round. And we're not likely to be putting a reserve team out or a team of, you know, fringe players if we even if we get impressed in away. Do you know what I mean? We're not going to go and do that. So, bar a run in the EFL Trophy, I think hacks if he doesn't impress this weekend could find his game time limited because it is one of those positions where we know we're going to strengthen. And that's where the difference probably to Max Sanders is. We're unlikely to bring in central midfielders because we've got Sorenson, Nima, McGrandalls, Bridko, Bishop. So we're unlikely to bring them in there. So Max Max knows the, the size of the task ahead of him. He knows the players who are going to be blocking his way. And I think a player like Hacks, if he hasn't got himself into the first team reckoning uh, by the time January comes and he sees these players coming in above him, and he's a confidence man i might be wrong about that could be really really damaging so it'll be we'll see big big saturday for him he's expected to start huge game huge game for him
0: yeah i mean it, it, to me this it, it feels a bit like um how wigan was for for uh, dan lundley um you know i think he's he was getting he was getting a lot of stick um from people saying you know he's, he's got to do better um, he gets a chance and he, he's you know, to be fair to him, he's taken it with both hands and I think, you know, Hacks needs to do the same on Saturday, yeah. I think he needs to put in a good display um, you know, people, it's a, I mean it, It's a
2: It's a bigger pivotal moment for Hacks than it was for Dan, because yes. Dan is contracted to Southampton Yes, Dan, by virtue of the fact that we have nobody else at the moment who is a dedicated number nine, okay maybe Freddie Draper, so maybe I'm doing him a disservice but you know, he was always going to get another chance. Yeah. If he didn't play well against Wigan, he was always going to get twenty minutes against Doncaster. You look at Doncaster and Portsmouth coming you know within three days, he was gonna play in those games. You look at Accrington and Crewe within kind of three he was always gonna play around those games. Yeah. Whereas I think with, with Hakib, actually but if he doesn't do well against Bowers and Pitsy, Michael's already shown he plays Bishop on one wing, he plays scully on the other wing. He's got Maguire who will play on the wing if Dan on is doing well, he'll put Cohen Bramall out there, and with players coming in. And it's not like, you know, Dan can go back to Southampton at the end of the season, however he's done here and when i say pick up the pieces of his career i don't mean you know because if he does well here brilliant if he didn't do well here it's like charlie kelman been recalled by or gone back to qpr today so he's gone to gillingham huge flop but he's still a qpr player he'll still get another chance he'll still get another loan spell and that would always be the case with dan do well Mm or not, he's going to go back to Southampton and they're going to try again with their investment. Look at Ben Woodburn, the Liverpool boy, you know, he went on, he was, he had more loans than a library book and yet he's kept going out time and time again. Whereas with Hacks, what you've got is you've got a player who um, moved to the Championship, barely got a kick at Bristol City, probably earns decent money. If he comes here and he doesn't do well, there's only one place you go and that's further down and that's not where he wants mm. to be. And, and for me, it really does hinge on this game. You work as hard as you want in training. Mm. Right? You, can put, you can look as good as you want. And, and, and Michael said, you know, Freddie Draper's forced his way into the reckoning. Hakeem Delacan has forced his way into the reckoning. It's all well and good. If this was crew we were playing this weekend, and not Bowers and Pitsy, there wouldn't be this talk. There wouldn't yeah. be the talk of, well, it's a big game for him, because he wouldn't be playing. He'd be on the bench. Max yeah. Sanders, it might be different, because Max has come in, done well. But actually, Haxie's coming into the team based on what he's done in training, not what we've seen as supporters. We haven't looked and gone, God, it's about time he got to start. And, and mm. that's with the greatest respect to him. So I want him to do really well. He uh, he comes across as a nice lad. I saw mm. him play for, not in the flesh, but I saw lots of um, lots of his stuff that he did at Scunny when I was writing Football League World and watching their highlights. The boy's got it. He has got it. Um, but at the minute, he just doesn't know where it is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's. Yeah. It's it's disheartening because I think you know now that he's obviously had a few games I think there are a few fans that are predisposed to immediately pick up on anything that he does um and it's uh it's disappointing but you know hopefully he can turn it around and um yeah I I think I personally I think there'll still be people that even if he scores six at the weekend they're still not going to be happy with you know how he is um but that's a different story but anyway um I think that's probably good to, to leave that one there. Um, next bit that we've got is FA Cup memories, but with the obvious exception of the 2016-17 season. Um, we've gone with, well, we, we decided to talk about the, uh, the, the good ones and the bad ones. Um, so we've got one example each yeah um,
2: yeah yeah so it just as a little bit of a build-up to the cup um I, I it just came to me earlier while i was sat on the throne that um maybe we should uh, sorry I called, that's what i call my, my office chair the throne what did of you course think? it is yeah you didn't think i was defecating
0: <laughs> is it is it that office chair that's made of porcelain with a big tank on the back no
2: it's not or as jeremy clarkson calls it on his farm show defecating and that really annoyed <laughs> me and i'm pretty Sure, he does it on purpose, and I don't normally like Clarkson, but he was good on his farm show. Um, absolutely, yeah. So, uh, we're steering clear of 2016 17 because it's such a cliche, and we don't do cliches here on the, the Stacey West podcast. Um, so uh, we wanted to pick just as supporter's one of our FA Cup highlights and one of our FA Cup lowlights, and I think we should start
0: probably with lowlights, otherwise, you know, because we want to end on a high, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Um So, I mean, I will, uh, I'll go first. Um, My FA Cup low light uh, has to be by far and away 97, 98. The replay at the McAlpine against Emily Um, It is a night that is seared into my brain for a number of reasons. The first one being that it was bitterly cold. Um, And this was back when I was in the band and uh, we had been told that yep you can bring all the kit in not a problem so we got off the coach we took all of the gear down i think we had i think it was a, a hill like a really relatively you know steep hill that w- led up to the ground we had all of the kit we got to the uh, the turnstiles and they turned us away and said no you can't bring that in we said well what do you mean we were told we could and of course this is before the days of smartphones and you know emails and stuff like that so We had to cart it all back to the bus, got back there, um, got in, you know, freezing our bits off. um, And then somebody that was uh, joining us got there a bit later than everybody else. And she was allowed in with a saxophone. So she had to play the whole thing all through the game on her own. Um, And then obviously the result was bloody terrible. So, yeah, that's easily, easily my FA Cup low light, because I believe if we won that game, we would have gone on to play West Ham. I think you're right. Yeah, I think we were John Hartson and the like. Yeah, so just just an awful night all round. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, terrible. Um, I, I can't imagine that it would get much worse than that, guys. Prove me wrong. Um,
2: no, it is hard to get much worse than going out to a team with a girl's name uh, <laughs> in a ground that... You, you you later get robbed on twice more. Uh, mm. Once Pavel Abbott's offside and and Andy Booth dive. Yeah, horrible horrible time. I remember the first game. I remember the home leg. Uh, we were utterly dire, and I, yep. I seem to think it was around the time we'd we'd gone on this long unbeaten run. I think it was 18 games. It was ended by Wigan in the Auto Glass Trophy, and I don't know whether it was ended the week after the Emily game or the week before. It was certainly around that time, and I remember just we were terrible. We were we were two one down. We'd we laboured to uh, the first round was Gainsborough where we'd drawn with them, and then we played the replay at our ground again and 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 beat them. And then yeah, that I left the game dead on 90 minutes. I had a bus to catch back down. The buses were. 5.15 I think or five o'clock from the, the bus station in Lincoln and we had to run down to get the bus and I remember hearing the roar of Lincoln's equaliser I think Terry Fleming got it about seven minutes into injury time I remember hearing that all the way down at where the train station is now and mm-hmm. um, think yes we've got a chance we're going to go through and then the draw came out and it's West Ham and it's like yeah we'll put the pub team to the sword and you're quite right we, we were terrible um my memory is from 2008 uh, and, and I can argue that it's worse because Mark Cooper was managing the team that beat us. <laughs> uh, it's Kettering. And he's actually two legs. We played away at Kettering in uh, in the first, oh, not two legs, two games. Away at Kettering in the first round. It was ju- just utterly awful. It really was. Um, they, they were hostile. They had a, a chairman at the time called Imran Ladakh, who... Who was an awful, awful man. He um, was just terrible. And, you know, we've, we've never beaten Kettering. We lost twice to him in the GM Vauxhall Conference. Uh, we lost twice to them when we were in the blue square premier <laughs> so actually the, the drawer at their place the one-all draw at their place when they were a national league side and we were a division three side or whatever you want to call it league two um they uh was 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 bad there was the racist incident one of their fans was arrested uh, and our, our, our bench were claiming racism um i got smacked in the face by a Grant Brown hoof. He was warming the players up. He was on the coaching staff uh, and I was smoking a fag uh, behind the goal and this ball hit me in the face. I've told the story I'm sure before and I dropped out like a sack of potatoes. My face was throbbing, but I still had the fag hanging out of my mouth
0: um,
2: <laughs> and it was kind of, you know, when, you know, when uh, Dell stands up on the only from falling through the bar and kind of like tries to keep his composure. I'm doing that like one half of my, f- yeah, one half of my face is numb. I'm almost crying. Uh, <laughs> um, and I'm like, "Oh boy, oh boy, I still got my phone." <laughs> and turned away, and, like cried inside. Uh, and then we were bottled on the way out. Dad had left the lights on on his car. The battery was flat. We were parked on a side street. We had bottles thrown out as we were spat at. Somebody pulled up and went, "Oh, have you broken down?" And went, "Yeah, yeah." And he went, "It's a long way back to Lincoln." Spat out the car and drove off. And he's like, oh wow, thanks. that's that's
0: awful."
2: But at least we had the replay 10 days later the night before my birthday. I was going out in town after the game. All we had to do, all we had to do was beat this poxy, nasty little non-league side. We took a lead through (laughs) Lenny John Lewis. um, And it was all good Uh, until Craig Westcar, a former imp, obviously scored. And then Zayden Christie, I don't know if anyone remembers him, he scored the the last minute goal to knock us out. And it's just like, I hate football. I hate football. And that that was, um, I can't remember if it was that that magnificent seven season and it was November and we knew then that they weren't magnificent. They weren't magnificent at all. And um, that night, I, I remember we, David Graham came on, I think, and Aaron Brown in the last minute. We made two changes, whether we were going for broke or whatever, I don't know. But it was just awful. I just remember thinking at that point, we're never going to be a good football team. Never going to be a good football team. Yeah, we 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 made two changes in the last minute. We didn't do anything all the way through the game, and we were only beating Kettering one It's not like they were even on their way up, is it? They didn't come into the football league or anything. Kettering wankers. I'd despite even now. Do you know what? I've, my first four seasons sport lincoln kettering came to the central bank and it was the first night match i think of the season and dad promised me i could go and then on the night we, he didn't take me because it was going to be too late and i kicked the fuck off <laughs> <laughs> the next day he brought me a program and we'd lost 1-0 and i remember it will always be seared into my mind that we lost 1-0 to kettering and then i think we went to their place later on in the season i think we lost 2-0 i might be wrong actually um but i, I rarely
0: am so yeah that's my dick, uh, Kettering. That, nah, that's fair enough. I mean, if you if you want to cheer yourself up, and I know you're not going to cheer yourself up because it involves Kettering, but um, look up uh, James A. Castor Kettering Chant on YouTube. He does a he, he came up with his own chant for Kettering Town, and it's brilliant. Um, but yeah, that's about the only good thing about Kettering.
2: Um,
0: he sounds like those Russell comics. He's he's funny. I like James A. caster He's, uh, he's, he's yeah, his sense of humour appeals. Um, well, I just it,
2: checked my fact book and we did lose at Kettering, two nil. Um so yeah.
0: Sorry, go on. No fair, fair enough. Something. Um so yeah, I mean if we move on to uh move on to the positive ones, I mean it's it's a difficult one because obviously the 2016-17 run is you know it it's you're not going to lie to anybody, it is the reason that I'm doing this podcast now. You know, I wouldn't have been back in it were it not for that Ipswich replay. Um, but outside Plastic. of that, <laughs> no. Sorry, I got cough. <laughs> There's another you're, callback to
2: my cough earlier.
0: <laughs> you're going to feel really bad in a minute, um, because the other positive one. Um, even though it's a game that we lost, um, the the other one is something that I didn't realise until uh, not that long ago, actually. Um, the positive one for, you know, the, the, the positive memory for me is uh, the game against Forest on uh, in 2007. Oh, no, I know what
2: you're going to say, bollocks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the, the forest game. Um, that was the last away day that I ever had with my old man. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a weird one because as much as I didn't think I could remember it, uh, the more I think about it, I do. And it was, uh, yeah, big, big day. But that aside, you know, that that is my personal memory for that. But yeah, the, the other ones um, are obviously 2016, 17. Um, and then... Honestly, the next, you know, if if we want a feel-good one as opposed to a a slightly depressing one, um, the feel-good one for me has to be uh, away at Everton and watching Bosi get a goal. That was that was it for me. You know, I was happy. I'd seen us score at Premier League ground because I didn't get to go to Burnley and obviously we didn't score at Arsenal. But um, yeah, seeing seeing somebody uh, score in a Lincoln City shirt on a Premier League ground was quite impressive, and it kind of put the uh, ridiculous cues outside the ground to the back of my memory. So they are my non-2016-17 positive FA Cup memories. What about yours? I'm
2: just shamed into silence. <laughs>
0: um,
2: yeah, so I, I, I mean, obviously, I, I enjoyed... The day at Everton um, and, and the games against Carlisle and, and Northampton that season were all right as well. I've gone a little bit further back in time okay. uh, to, uh, to 1998. Now, that's obviously the season after uh, Emily. Emily was 97-98. I've gone to the 98-99 season because uh, we obviously went up the year that we were beaten by Emily into the uh, third tier. So I can't think what it would be called then Division 2, maybe it confuses me, I'm old. And we drew Stevenage mm-hmm. in the FA Cup, and Stevenage were doing relatively well in non-league at the time. They were a team that had got a bit of a reputation, if I remember correctly. When did they play Newcastle? Uh, oh, in the, in the um, do, do you remember that?
0: Vaguely, yeah. Um so-
2: they played Newcastle. I think it was the season before. So I think when we were getting beat by Emily, they were in the they were already in the third round. And I seem to think they beat Newcastle at three one or something off the top of my head. So they came to Sinsel Bank, and this was the game where you would you know why it wasn't on tally I don't know because we were struggling in the third tier, we were struggling in that division. They were doing well. They had already got a giant killing under their belt, and it was just like it, yeah, I remember going to that game just thinking. Oh, God. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, they, mm-hmm. here we go. The, the, the script is written. The magic of the cup and all that sort of thing. And, and we smashed them, kicked their ass, thrashed them off the park, 4 <laughs> 1. Battersby outside, side, Finnegan, Steve Holmes. John Finnegan even got a goal. That's how good it was. John <laughs> barely
0: ever. Was Steve again. Holmes's goal a penalty?
2: No, it wasn't. No. Wow. And, and all four goals were by 70 minutes. Do you know what I mean? So you could have the yeah. last 20 minutes sat back going, whatever. <laughs> nice. No, Easy, brilliant Saturday. A couple of Saturdays later, we uh, you know we we were back to losing on a regular basis. But it really didn't matter. Um, and and for me, that that's how bad our FA Cup form had been prior to 2016-17. Because I actually was struggling uh,
1: to, to think of
0: anything. I really yeah. was. I'd, was I'd like, be honest i'll be honest i was as well which is kind of why i said i you know i kind of picked a couple because that yeah the the 2007 one was uh, it's positive for a different reason yeah um,
2: and I, yeah, I, it, I did i couldn't split it so i have actually picked another one go on. uh which was 1987-88 uh, first round we played uh crew Alexandria. it was a crew team that had got david platt playing who obviously two years later was was in the england setup and was, was scoring in the world cup and again it was it was a game i went to and i remember it i remember kind of of getting the program and getting home and you know it, it always stuck in my mind that it was a big day and i didn't know why i think it was the day the saint Andrews stand was first officially had sub- supporters in it okay. um so i'd always known that side of the ground as a kid to be a building site and and all of a sudden here it was with fans in it wow and uh yeah, we beat through and they were in the football league and it was just a great great feeling as a kid you didn't really understand it and we lost four three at mansfield who i think were then a division three side in the next round um i didn't go to that but again i remember listening to the 15 minute updates on the radio and that for yeah. me was like oh wow you know we're, we're quite good in this fa cup <laughs> it's going to be good next year. When then next year we were a league team, we drew them and we got beat three two, and it's just like ah shit. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> well, I mean, that's to- that's the thing. So like, if you would, if you take out the words FA, like if you just come back to like Lincoln City Cup memories, there are quite a few, but a yes, lot of like, them have yeah, a lot yeah. of them have come in the the Coca Cola or the you know the League Cup as it is, whatever. You yeah. Know? Um. I mean, obviously the
2: League
0: Cup's crap now, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, the obvious one there is, you know, Man City, the Man City game in 96. Just, oh, that was peak. That was the um, absolute peak for me. Um, going one nil down within the first minute and then coming back to win 4-1. Uwe Rosler. The what, sorry?
2: Uwe Rosler scored. Yes, low, yeah, low. it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: and then going over to going over to Main Road and winning one nil and bringing you know five one aggregate result, just ridiculous times.
2: See, what, what sticks in my head there was drawing two two with Southampton, the full Southampton as well, like they had already yeah. done gobbled
0: gobble, yeah,
2: playing and and players like that. Yeah, was was and, and drawing that and that then the, only being robbed in.
0: I was gonna say, was that the home leg or was that the away leg? And we brought them back to, to The away, away leg
2: was. It was two two. I don't. Was it? Wasn't, it wasn't two legs, was it? Didn't it go to one game after that? And we drew two two. So there was a replay.
0: But yeah, sorry, that's Not, what I meant. So I'm, I'm, I can't yeah, remember if it, the replay was a was a. Replay or was at, it, no, the Replay was at Sinsal Bank, wasn't it? Because we yeah, were we were
2: that was it. And then, Yeah, and then there was the, the, the horrendous guy. Yeah, cheating. And you know, Rob Bradley actually wrote to Egil Oshenstad asking him, um, was it a penalty? And Oshenstad wrote back and said it didn't warrant a penalty. I was surprised when the referee gave it that's in the banker. It's actually in the fanzine, the banker.
0: Wow.
2: So you can you can buy that fanzine if you want, because the Reddams Community Trust have got it for sale amongst all the programmes that they have. There you go. You see, yeah. for me, the Coca-Cola Cup memories, I remember beating Crystal Palace at Sinsel Bank, Magic Johnson scoring, beaten 1-0, went to their place, 0-0, seven minutes into injury time. Gary Willard was the referee. We should have had a historic victory, and then they equalised Bruce Dyer. Um, But that was before the board went up. So you you didn't know how long was left. So, yeah, we just thought Gary Willard was going to play all night. And then they beat
0: us (laughs) 3-0 on the night and we went out. Oh, dear. Well, yeah, I mean, like I said, some ridiculous memories. If you take out the uh, or if you include 2016-17, because I'm fairly certain if we were looking at positive, you know, positive memories, there would be what three games there where you can quite easily turn around and say, oh yeah, they were pretty good.
2: If Um, this was
0: QI there'd be a klaxon going off now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm
2: going to say altering them in the first round to be super cool. (laughs) In fact, no, I'm going to say say I was at the qualifying draw with with guiseley uh in the uh in the, the home game the nil nil draw god it was shit <laughs> it was absolutely awful and i remember the old game we were tuning a lot and they scored and i remember there was a guy sat somewhere near me i'm sure he still goes to the game and he was kind of saying things to his mate like well oh, we'll have to get the bloody atlas out for altering we'll have to do this and that and then when we won two one i slagged him off in my article uh and um yeah we fell out i think he blocked me on facebook i never really knew who he was i, I apologize apologise for fan shaming that man. Uh I shouldn't have done it, but I did. So just hang me off.
0: (laughs) There you go. I wonder Uh, how we felt
2: as we walked out at the Emirates thinking him saying that he thought we were gonna get beat by altering them. It's like, yeah did you eat your words (laughs) Anyway, sorry, go on, I've cut you off.
0: No, no, I was gonna say I think that's probably um probably a good spot to, to wrap up for the week, I think. It's been uh you know, obviously we've not got um We've not got a, a game next week, so we are currently discussing what to do with the podcast because I'm also on holiday next week. So um, we don't know whether we're going to either take a week off or, or, you know, or what. We'll we'll probably put something on social media. But, um, yeah, I mean, think it, it's actually fallen at quite a good time because obviously no game. Um, but yeah. Is there anything else that we need to chat about or plug or do anything with? No, not that I can think of. The only thing that I would say is if you have uh, if you won something in the raffle, because thank you to everybody that, that tuned in to watch the draw, by the way. Um, if you have won something in the raffle and you've not gotten in touch with us um, about getting hold of your prize, please do so. Um, either tweet us or I think the email addresses are on the page with the raffle winners on the site. Um, if I remember yeah, right. They are, yeah,
2: yeah, they are. Yeah. Sorry.
0: Yeah. 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 Cool. So, yeah. Um, So, yeah, get in touch and we'll get, uh, you know, we'll get everything across to you. If you did win a spot in the box, um, you don't need to do anything other than make yourselves known because that will all be sorted out on the day. um, And we're really looking forward to it. So, yeah, should be a good one. Um, Right. Shall we wrap it up there, guys? Yeah. And apologies to anybody
2: who at various points during that podcast uh, has heard my dog snoring
0: because
2: he's right next to me. And at one point, oh, yeah yeah you say oh i said he smothered him like I smothered dave i didn't smother dave but i would have done i'd love to have done i could have smothered my dog last night honestly laid there at two in the morning i thought because fee's away what the hell is that and literally i'm laid there and i realize what it is it's charlie and he's made his way all the way up to right up to where fee's pillow is he's got on the bed made his way up and he's literally literally laid there snoring as if she's there jesus christ honestly it was like that time that girl broke into my house and got into bed with me. I was utterly terrified.
0: I mean, I was going to say, let's wrap it up, but let's let's hear more from Gerard. No, no, that's probably fair. Um, no, it does sound adorable, though, because Charlie's awesome. Yeah, he is. He is awesome. He's better than people. Yeah. Yeah, animals mostly are, to be fair. But right, we'll see you at the bank on Saturday. Um, hopefully. Oh, and, and just...
2: Just to clarify, when you see me leaving at half past four, right, it's not because I'm leaving the game massively early because I'm a knob, it's because I've got to get to Leeds for a gig via Sheffield. Uh, so, you know, don't don't start
1: going, uh, you're leaving early. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but yeah, the, the Broodinelle was an amazing venue. Um, I said to Pete, I saw I, I Block Party did a secret show there a couple of years back and it was one of the best nights of my life. Um, the only downside was I had to drive back after it. But uh, yeah, enjoy. It's a cracking venue. Should be a cracking band as well, from what I've heard. (laughs) Um, And we will see you guys uh, in, well, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. I don't know what Gaz is going to do. But until then, of the imps. Of the imps.